Amen, amen. Well, today's message is called Stirring the Pot. And I thought that'd get your all's attention. I was hoping, man, Miss Tyler does a great job pulling these things out for the PowerPoint. I appreciate that. Because when I, I send this stuff to her, it's all hieroglyphics and everything else. And she pulls it all together for us. But today we're going to, I, I want to kind of focus on uh, a few things today. If you got your handout, make sure you have them. We're going to walk through that. But I want to launch off from our scripture today in Hebrews 10.24. So I'm going to kind of peel back the veil a little bit here. And it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. You say, how in the world do you talk about stirring the pot from that? Well, we get both sides of the spectrum on that, and we're going to kind of talk about, about that. If you got your handouts, let's take a look at that. We're going to be talking about three areas today. And I really hope that, you know, by the time we get to the end of the sermon today, that we can really focus on the main thing, keeping the main thing the main thing, and, and keep, our, keep us battle ready. Got to keep our, our guards up, right? We've got to keep our sword sharp and ready to roll. So with that being said, I had a couple of little things I wanted to share. I said, you know, so speaking about our daily walk now, and this is really um, what I'm, I'm, I'm hitting. I'm trying to hit us right where we live, right where we work, right where we walk, right where we're doing stuff with our family. Uh, how about we have a little fun now? Please do not raise your hand. You can just nod. I say, how many of y'all know somebody that loves to stir the pot? <laughs> Smiles everywhere. Isn't that something? <laughs> Don't look at nobody. Why y'all looking at me? But anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's that person that sometimes they've they, they got to keep everybody on edge. Know anybody like that? Got, got to keep reminding you of all the things, the mistakes you've had. Remember how the thing at work, the project that you thought was good and it didn't work out, they kind of always go back to that when you start something new. You know, well, yeah, but you said that before. They won't let you live stuff down. They just keep rehearsing the hurt, amen, tearing the scab off, so to speak. You know, I tell you what I found is the person in the mirror can do that pretty good, too, to their own self. I talk to a lot of people, and I, and I say this most message. One of the, the things that I talk about is God's grace, God's forgiveness, and God's love, and about God's restoration more than any other thing. I, I think that's one of the best things you could talk about, to tell you the truth, because that is Jesus unfolded. But you know, so many times we talk about stirring that pot. Usually somebody, have you ever worked with somebody real early in the morning, and you say, how can they be so upset so early in the morning? I don't necessarily think it's the job or maybe you. Maybe it's something on the home front. Maybe it's something else, you know. They got the old lemon face, you know. Like this, come on in there. You know, and he's like, and, and people at my work, they don't usually want to mess with me till like nine. Till they got the coffee. And we come in like six, six thirty, and I'm going, hey man, what's up? And they're going, oh, back away. Turn them off. Why do you talk so loud? No, that would be tidy in the morning when we get here. Why are you so loud? I go, I'm wired that way. You know, because I tell you, I'm passionate about God's word and I'm passionate about God's people and the people that God will bring in through our lives. And I pray by the end of this message today, man, we just roll up our sleeves of faith and we step out where we can stir up some good stuff. All right. So let's take a look at this. Y'all, everybody ready? Say amen. amen. All right. So that person that I'm sure is not in here, right, that we run into from time to time, they're all about, they're all about this, right? I said, we experienced the pot stirs. We are really, really, uh, it's some things that we just, you go, man, what in the world? So what are they really doing? They're stirring up what? Hate and discontent. Not love, not harmony, but hate and discontent. Because you know why? What do they like to do? They like to use the tools of the enemy. All right? Check your, your spiritual tool bag. And if these things are in there, just go ahead and dump that out. All right? I want to talk about that just a little bit. They are using the tools of the men, uh, in a, uh, enemy. Ain't that right, Mark? 
Anyway, so what is that? Let me tell you a few things that you can spot. Gossip. Disguised as, oh, I was just going to let you know how to pray for that person. You ever seen that? I, I know I, I don't want to gossip, but you know what? This, that, and the other thing happened to Sally Sue, so we need to pray for them. You know, just put all their laundry out there, everything else. That's what I say if folks got stuff going on. If there's something you got to pray about, want to pray about, hey, you know what? We don't need to know all the nuts and bolts God does, and we can come alongside and encourage you right where you are. You know what I mean? So keep that in mind. What about lies? Does it hurt when somebody lies against you? Jesus knew all about that, didn't he? Man, that's something else. And then doubt. Man, the enemy, he, he likes throwing that doubt in there. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder about that. What did they mean by that? I, like Angela said a couple of weeks ago when she was speaking, I thought, boy, isn't that amazing? If you say, man, you sure, man, I really like that shirt, man. That's beautiful. You're just getting picked on today, brother. <laughs> We're going to buy him lunch, all right? Man, I really like that shirt. <laughs> and somebody else, then he might go, well, what's wrong with my shoes? What was wrong with my shirt yesterday? Instead of just taking the compliment. I hope today, as we're talking, that we can, we can energize our receiver for the good stuff and put up that shield of the bad stuff, all right? So I want you to take a look at that. So these are a few things. What else do I have in here? I said, this the scripture that we got today is going to go right hand in hand with that. I got a couple more scriptures. Got it laced with scripture. You guys can write a lot of things down. So look at this. Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Man, if we could take that right there, apply it to our lives and our heart and go out there, it'd be an amazing place, wouldn't it? But you know what? A lot of times we, we, we got it right here. Why do we need to be in the Word every day? Because those things, like we talked about gossip and fear and doubt, will creep in our life. But look what the scripture says here. And it goes with our first scripture as well that we had earlier with the Hebrew scripture. Got some more scripture for you here. Write this down. I don't have it up here. Proverbs 16, 28. It says, a dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends. Man, over and over you see that. What did your mama tell you? If you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. She was wise, wasn't she? You know? But, But, you know, and you see, but then they put this one there. Yeah, but. Yeah, but you don't know what I've been through. I, I, I don't. You don't know what, what they said to me. You don't know. But you know what? You don't have to live there. Oh, I'm going to sit down on this one. I was talking to a fellow worker. And uh, we were just talking about some of the message and some of the language and some stuff. And we had been working on different things. And I thought, man, I feel like I've been in a Norfolk jail, man. I'm here. All this stuff. And I said, I wonder, you know. I wonder why we talk like, do we really realize the impact of our words? When I first met my wife, I was not preacher material. Amen. Uh, Today, sometimes I still wonder that, but God's grace is amazing, isn't it? And I remember growing up where I grew up and doing things that I did. And I would say something and my wife would look at me before while we were dating. And she says, there has got to be like a million other words you can use instead of that. And then the Lord came into my life. And I thought, I remember riding back from Fox Hill. And sometimes this is just the way I hear stuff. And I just thought, man, how am I going to praise the Lord with a toilet mouth? That's real. So I don't think that's scriptural. <laughs> I don't have a note for that. But I'm sure if you look at I want to be that vessel of praise. And sometimes we miss the mark. The reason I'm really tuning in on this, we don't realize how powerful our words are. And I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. But I'm going to tell you, have you ever been hurt 
As a young person, somebody said, you'll never make nothing. You'll never do that. And people spend the rest of their life trying to be somebody else instead of who God had called them to be. Let me tell you, we need to really watch when we're speaking into people's lives. We need to really watch when we're speaking into our children's lives. Because I tell you what, you can really do some damage with your tongue. You know, I think about this, and I, I, I think about this a lot. Everybody knows I really have a heart for seniors and stuff. And sometimes it just drives me crazy because sometimes people think people get to an age and then, well, they don't know anything. Yeah, let me tell you. They know a whole lot more than we do, right? And I'm getting closer to that age <laughs> every, every day. All of us are, you know? So what I'm saying on this whole deal is watch how we, we word things. Watch how we speak into people's life. But you know what? We get around all that negativity stuff. just drives you crazy. Now I'm going to jump back to my story. A friend of mine says, you know what? When I'm at my mom's house, that's a grown man. He said, when my, I'm at my mom's house, I don't have any problem with my language. When I'm at a supermarket, I don't have any problem with my language. He said, but we get around here, these guys just pull it out of me. I said, well, you don't have to stoop to their level. And he told me something. He says, I don't know what it is. And I was thinking about this this morning. He said, I don't know what it is. He says, sometimes if you're just a nice guy, people will just run you over. Has that ever happened to you? I said, well, that doesn't mean we got to stoop to where they're at not to get run over. I'd rather not be on the same lane as that, right? So, so let God deal with that. And sometimes it's hard. But I just want to encourage you today that we don't have to be the person that they start throwing that seed of hate and discontent in. And then we mimic them. We're supposed to follow Christ. Amen. So I want to encourage us in the workplace, in the home front, wherever we're at. To be that light, to be that mirror of Christ, even when they're throwing out hate and discontent. Because look what our scripture says again. Let's look at it again. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. It didn't say those who hear. It said those who listen. There's a difference. When you listen, you're, you're taking something in. How many, how many of you know, you talk to somebody and you say, hey, didn't you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. Then why did you do the other thing? Did they listen? I hope that we're listeners and students of the word today. Well, let's keep on going with a little bit of this negativity and we'll clean it up here in just a minute. I said, negativity in full bloom. What do you mean by that? I said, man, you can have a garden of worry and, and things in just a minute. How, how many know that worry can, can be contagious? Any worriers out there? I'm going to pray for y'all right now. How many people are not telling me the truth right now? <laughs> we worry sometimes. But I go back to this week after week. It's been proven that 100% of worry does not, does not change anything. Probably your blood pressure and not for the good. It's easy to stand up here and say, oh, I'm not going to worry about this. What I want to say, let's get our tools together and let's focus on what Christ has done. I wrote a little something earlier this morning. I said, you know what? Don't focus on what everybody else thinks. Focus on what you know. And we know that our Lord is risen. We know that he's the king of kings, right? So we need to set the stage of our heart and the stage of our mouths and our lips to that of kingdom words. Kingdom principles. Well, let's take a look at this. I said, we need to use this, the sickle of joy of the Lord. for. We need to use the joy of the Lord for a sickle and whack the weeds of worry down like fear and doubt. And I said, you know what? Again, so often we rehearse the hurt. Ready for this? Let go of the drama. Feel 50 pounds lighter, don't you? 
Let go of the drama. Everybody, man, I'm going to tell you what. See, I'm talking, I'm watching, I'm talking. And there's certain things you say and people go, yeah. We carry a lot of that with us, don't we? You know, I don't need to, to carry all this baggage and all these things. That's, you know, I talked to a buddy of mine the other day. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. And I started showing him to play guitar. And this guy took off. And he got in some really, really big rock and roll stuff. That, I mean, headbanger and everything. And he went all over the place, touring. I hadn't heard from the guy in a long time. And then I saw a picture of him, and he looked like he was 80 years old. This guy's probably 35. And, and he had about killed himself from drinking. Matter of fact, they told him. I finally got to talk to him this week. They told him, this was in, in uh, April. The doctor says, I'm not allowed to leave the floor. I'm not allowed to leave your side. You got about 15 minutes to talk to your family. What? And he said at that minute, he said, what? Lord, what am I going to do? See, we used to talk about the Lord before. And he knew about the Lord. But I'm going to tell you what, it got real real when they said, hey, guess what? You might just be going to meet him. Things changed in his life in an instant. He said, man, I knew right then that there was more in my life that I wanted to do. I knew that God had called me to do other things in my life. I said, so if you would have died in that moment, where would you have went, bro? He said, in that moment, I really don't know. I said, how about today? He said, heaven's my home. Isn't that something? It's a shame you got to go through some of those things. I really wish I had a picture of the before and after. That was like May, uh, March or April. Let me tell you. They said, you're not going to make it. He did you're not going to make it through tonight. He did. You're not going to make it a week. He did. Right? Turned around. They sent him home to die. You know what? The guy, the Lord is moving through this guy in such a way. He said, you know what? He said, it took me 10 days to read what the doctor told me to do if I wanted to turn my life around. And he said, I started applying the biblical principles that I had learned from a boy to what I was reading in. Took me 10 days. He said, I couldn't even lean up in the bed. They bring it to me and I read it. And I read on that. And he started changing his diet. He started changing his ways. He stopped drinking everything else. This guy, man, looks like a, a, a model now. You know? And he gives the glory to God, but he had to make some changes. You remember, like I said, instead of following along that dark path, he had to make a change in his life. But the major change was this. I said, how'd you do how'd you, how'd you quit that drinking? He said, brother, I left all that at the cross. He said, Jesus picked that up for me. He said, I don't want no parts of it. Isn't that amazing? Like that. It's a shame that sometimes it has to go that far. There's a many people that don't get that turnaround call. But he did. And I'm thankful for that. What a testimony right there. I don't know how we got off the track on that, but I'm going to tell you, I just felt like somebody needed to hear that today. Not so much about that particular thing but God I pray God you use that situation in my friend's life to show your grace and your mercy and that you are about life and that's what I hope you get out of that today let's keep on going how about this vain vessels man Woo! pride selfishness ulterior motives nobody has that in here do they I didn't think so but you know what there's a lot of folks in the Bible did how about the Pharisees I love the story where Jesus heals the blind man, right? And then he goes on into the synagogue and, and they're shaking his mom and dad down. Now he's grown, right? And, and the Pharisee says, 
What, what happened? He said, Jesus came. Jesus did this. Jesus did this. I'm healed. No, what really happened? Was he really blind? See, the enemy will try to take and squash down God's miraculous. They try to reason it away. You ever had something going on? Well, you know, hey, you have a, we had a situation in our family. We had a test result that wasn't good. But that wasn't the final end. Amen? God turned it around. And they said, oh, well, maybe it was a different x-ray machine. No! God still answers prayers. Amen. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to tell me any different. Man. So you turn around and you look at that. The Pharisees got real just mad and mean and filled with hate and discontent for Christ. Amen? See, that's what the world... Anybody ever treat you a little different because you're Christian? And I don't mean good? I don't, they don't use, the world doesn't usually treat you better because you're a Christian. Amen? <laughs> Is that true? You know, they go, oh, yeah. All right. But think about this. So here they go, and they're asking a blind man over and over. They even ask his parents. They say, hey, he was blind. He was blind. But he's on his own. Mom and dad say, you ask him. Isn't that something? And I love what he says. He says, it sounds, I'm putting it in the Buckrow translation. It sounds like you guys want to be his disciples. Ooh. One for the home team. And they go like this. You are telling us? Woo! You are telling us how to do this? And, and you know what? Yes, we are. <laughs> yes. Because you know what? The power of God came to that man and opened his eyes. Changed his life. I don't know. I've, I've never been blind. But I've walked through that. And I won't go down too much time. You all have heard many times. My mom being blind and then she could see. It not only changed her life, it surely changed mine. Because for about two and a half months, everything she did, she needed assistance. She couldn't take her pills. She couldn't chew her, She couldn't eat her, uh, cut her food up. She didn't know if she was at my house or at her house. She didn't know how to, how to back up to the bathroom. She didn't know any of those things because she couldn't see. Think about that man, his whole life he had never seen. And in an instant, the Lord changed everything. I think I'd be willing to tell who, who healed me, wouldn't you? He didn't back off, amen? You know, I don't care if they cancel my, 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 uh, my membership card of the, the Pharisee Hotel. I don't care, you know what I mean? But see, that's what they were going to do. They, they wanted to push him. Oh, surely that didn't happen. Don't let the enemy rob you of the miraculous thing that God's doing, has done, and will do in your life, Amen. Keep your eyes and hearts open. But what happens so many times is we harden our heart. We harden our heart with the, the, being a vain vessel, man, toughen that skin up. I know that sometimes we have to have some tough skin in the world. You cannot let every time somebody says something to you, take it to heart. A lot of times people laugh when somebody gets on me from time to time. And, and I can hold my own with them if I need to, but I'd rather just let God hold the own. Amen. And, and, and one of my buddies said, man, you know, that, you don't even act like that bugs you. I said, what? He says, that's what I'm talking about. Now, I'll be honest. Sometimes they can, get, they can get in there, right? People can get in there. Okay, let's make it real. Sometimes the ones that are closest to you can get in there, all right? But I know this. The Bible says that, man, when, when we are being persecuted for his name's sake, we're being blessed. I'm thinking, keep going. I'm, gonna be, I'm just racking it up in heaven. Ding, 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 ding. You know, what'd you say? What's that? What? Oh, Really? But you know what? We have to <laughs> have the mind of Christ on that. 
We have to continue to know that, you know what, this is just something we're passing through. Don't you know that? We're just passing through. But you know, right now is our home here and we can make it better, right? Because we can bring Jesus into the equation. So, talk about stirring the pot. Talk about the negative side of it. How about what God calls us to do? Y'all ready? Let's take a look at this. Stirring up hope. This is where I want to get to. I want to start where we, where we live, what we have to deal with, and then show how God brings it all together. Amen? So guess what? We want the tools of God. What are they? Think about that. The sword of the Lord. Let's read a little bit here. Hebrews 4.12 says this. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Man. Do you got that in your tool belt? You got your Bibles with you? If you don't have a Bible, we got some over here. I try to put most of the scriptures up here, but I always encourage you to bring your Bible, read your Bible, Bible all the time. So many times in my life, when something comes up, Holy Spirit will trigger a, mem a memory verse. You know, look at the, how many people have been using their memory verses a little bit. Who knows what it is this week? Look, it's on the paper, man. I'm giving you a chance. <laughs> Come on. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. See, when I selected that this week, that's, that's what my prayer is for us. That the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Man, I tell you what, the battlefield is right here. The enemy can get you off track and think God's not for you, that you don't matter, that you miss the mark all the time, that you don't measure up. Guess what? You start believing it. But if you read the truth of God's word, who's he say you are? You're more than a conqueror. You're a child of God. You're set in the family, right? Now, that doesn't mean we don't have bumps and bruises. We talk about that. But we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. Let's keep on going here. What other tools do we have? Praise, prayer and praise. When we think about prayer, how often do we really take the time to communicate with God? Talk and listen. Talk and listen. We do a lot of talking, don't we? We give God the grocery list. Lord, we need this. We need that. Why didn't you do this? You know, the rent's coming and all these different things. But I'm going to tell you what. What is he telling us? What is he saying to us? Maybe saying, I got a new job for you. Maybe saying, look under the bedspread. You left a $50 bill there. I don't know what it is. But you know what? I know this, that we never waste time in prayer. That's the best time saver we've ever seen. How many people are honest about this? You work on something that don't go right, you exhaust everything you know, then you pray. You do that? Instead of saying, this is not going good, Lord, help me with this. He'd be like, uh, you're turning it the wrong way. <laughs> I do have a praise. I worked on some plumbing yesterday, and it worked. Golly. Woo. Thank you, Lord. That's something else. That was something else. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you. Yeah? What's that? There you go. It feels good to do that. Especially if you're not a guy that usually does that. My mom, I said, Mom, the, the, the faucet's leaking. She said, you better call Kevin. I said, my mom, can you call Kevin? That's my plumbing buddy. I said, I already did. He's busy. That means it's me and you, Ma. Oh. When can he come over? Monday. She said, oh, boy. I said, I did this before. I think I could do it. I went in there first off, turned the water off. Got that. I'm rolling. And I went down and I saw this. Just think about this. I know there's an object lesson in here, illustration. 
in that whole thing, there's one little spring and one little washer. And I got it out. And I said, look at that. Look how that thing has been worn. And it would just keep dripping. So I went to the favorite place in the whole wide world in Buckrow. When you're in need, is Beach Hardware. The guy's been there since 1956. And they know exactly what you're doing when you come in. You're going. I said, it's plumbing. And I, and I, said, I know about this stuff. So I took a little baggie and I took all the parts. He goes, oh, you got a BR549-1632. That's right up here. <laughs> you know, something like that. I go, I just need a washer. He said, that's what I said. I said, okay. Got it, put it back in there and everything. And I said, Ma, pray. Turn the water on. Fixed it, right? Praise to the Lord. I come back, put everything in there. And my mom, being so full of faith in her son, she said, it's still not leaking yet? (laughs) No, I think we got this one, Ma. I appreciate that. But as I was telling that story, the Lord was just showing me an illustration. You know, water on, water off, water on, water off. All that coming from the city, going through there. All the stuff that we're in, uh, uh, around all the time, it wears on you. And it wore that little grommet right on down until it started leaking and leaking and leaking. What about our lives? What about being in the world so much? Does it wear on us a little bit? Sometimes we need to kind of shim up that washer. And that's what we can do today through God's word. We can go back in there and say, hey, you know what? Today, Lord, I need a fresh start. Boop. I'm ready. Lord, I need, I need, I need to be... On point for what you got for me today. Lord, I don't want to be a, a pot stirrer in a negative sense, but Lord, help me to stir up hope. I pray that this message is a message of hope through prayer and praise. And I got to thinking about praise. You know, and I, and I thought about this and I said, you know, it, you know, when we're praising, it's about recounting all that God has done. It's, it's intertwined with thanksgiving and gratefulness. How often do we wake up that we're grateful? Or does it look something like this? I don't want to go to school, Ma. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to school. Nobody likes me there. And you get out and they say, you got to go, little Johnny. You got to go. I don't want to go. She said, you got to go. You're the principal. You know? <laughs> that's the whole thing. Hey, that's something. You know how that can be. But you know what? It's not just school. You know? You think about it as work or some things. When you got some stuff in front of you, that it's going to be a long day. Or do we say, man, Lord, I'm thankful that I'm on the side of the bed now. Here we go. Sitting on the side of bed, I'm sitting there petting my dog, going, man, it's going to be a good day. I and you and we get to choose our attitude. We get to choose our attitude, you know? And so I've really been working on that, but you know how I work on that? I read the word. I read the word. Let's go back to what we had here. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. How can I, tomorrow, let's say that. I'm going to give you a little, little decompression time how tomorrow on your job can you spur one another on towards love and good deeds think about it how about in your family how about in the grocery store how about if you go to lunch later on today we'll pull it down a little closer how can you be a blessing or something else see a lot of times we just, we're, we're in this world and we're just going through it and everything's about our time and our stuff and you don't have any idea what I'm going through. And you, you don't have any idea what somebody else is going through. But it's amazing if you take just a minute to love on somebody, to encourage somebody, to speak a word in due season. We're going to talk about that, how it can set the stage for somebody's life in, in an instant. 
You know, I look back over my life. Sometimes it's things that people tell me just on some people that I just met once or twice. You got some great friends that give you some good counsel, godly counsel over the years. And you're grateful for that. And then the Lord will put somebody in that you didn't even think were going to bring you a, a, a nugget of truth. And they speak it into your life and you go, wow, where'd that come from? God can use anyone. Will you let him use you? I know you will. Let's keep on rolling. So we talked about praise. What about worship? A lot of times we think it's the same thing, but think about it. We start off in praise, right? And we're recounting all these things that God's done for us. But then when we get to worship, it comes in from a different place from our spirit. It gets our heart in tune to the things of God. We, we, we start humbling ourselves and we start seeing that, you know what, Lord, I'm giving you control of my life. Now, God doesn't want robots. When I say giving God control of your life, that means putting his way first in our life. And I don't know about you guys. I have to adjust that from time to time because I start out that way. And then I want to grab, the, grab it back. Anybody else? Man, it's like riding a horse. You kind of loose on them, them reins, you know. Got another stupid story for you. Ready? Riding on a horse one time. And I had this pretty girl that knew all about this stuff. Man, that hair blonde shit. I'm going to ride some horses, right? Right? I'm gonna, it's going to tie in, I promise you. And they said, do you want to you ride a horse? I said, yeah, I used to ride horses from time to time. Probably three times my whole life. And the guy puts me on the horse. And he says, let me adjust those, uh, those uh, stirrups. You can tell I'm a professional. And he says, hey, buddy, you want me to adjust them up? I said, no, I don't need that. <laughs> Everybody that's ever rode a horse said, you ain't too slick, are you? So I can just tell you what happened. So my friend gets out there. And she's, she used to be in a 4-H club and could jump all this stuff. And I'm just going like this. Well, there's a reason you got those little foot things on their foot pads. <laughs> Because when that thing starts jumping, there's no pad there. So my legs are out like this, and I'm just sitting out, running, running, going down that thing like this. Man, I'm going, oh! I sound like a little schoolgirl going down there, man. And those horses know where they're at. Because they walk that path all the time. And I'm like, whatever you do, don't take off like that. A little too late. That horse was going. So I'm up there like this. I ain't got no reins. I ain't got nothing. I'm holding on that little horn. And it's not beep, beep, beep. It's just, I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I got slobber coming off my face and everything like that. And that guy's over there going, you ever ridden before? It's been a while. And after getting off there, it was a long while before I rode again. What in the world did that have to do? Hey, I knew it all. I had it down. I was worried about what somebody was going to think. I had to be Joe Cool. I was not Joe Cool. I was Joe Foo, is what I was. You know what? When you think about stirring up hope and things like that, don't be afraid to step back and say, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know that situation. Chuck just got a visual. Yeah. It was rough, Chucky. It was rough, man. Hey, and I'll go one for it. And then the horse goes up against these trees to try to rub you off. And I'm up here, I'm going, wee! And I'm thinking, good thing I didn't have my foot in that stirrup. He would have cut my leg off. No, if I'd done that, I could have drove, you know? But man, that's what happens in life sometimes. We get, on, we get on that negative horse, right? Out there, and that negative horse knows the route. The devil knows that route, man. And you say, well, I'm just going to, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Hey, hey, I got it. I'm a Christian. Well, that's great. That's a good starting part, you know? It's finished at the cross, because <laughs> when you come off that, we'll know where you're at. <laughs> Because if you get wrapped off that tree there, we'd be over there going, well, he's a, he's a good guy. He couldn't ride no horse. But, you know, there's things like that. So often, we, think, we don't even think about it. 
We take that same thing and we go outside this, this, this door here and never put on the full armor of God. We'll just go out there and say, well, yeah. And we wonder why. Why do we get beat up today? Why do we? Because you didn't have your foot in the stirrup. You didn't have your nose in the book. You didn't have the memory verse in your heart, okay? So that's how it ties in. You know? I have been on some horses a long, long, long time ago. They were only taking a quarter then. <laughs> I had only been on like two real live horses in my life. A piece of cake. I wore that one out over there at Walmart. I got it. Give me another dollar, Dad. Turn it around. So this was no big deal. Yeah, wrong. Whew. Back to the prayer. <laughs> and you wonder why my mom had doubt about my working on something. Isn't that crazy? You know, I just, I just jump in sometimes. You ever jump in and go, oh, I'm over my head. I'm like, let me look at here. Do you ever do that? I am good at that, man. But you know what? I know who my lifesaver is. His name is Jesus. And he won't let you go under. He'll pull you back out. He'll pull you to the other side. Stir up hope in others. All right, let's talk about this. Faith with feet. Feet. I'm going to get it right. I don't know what happened to my tongue tying talking this week, but the Lord is going to have to uh, supernaturally fix that. <laughs> I'm talking about when God is moving in our life, not only to draw us closer, but to draw others closer to him through you. How is God using you to draw others closer to him? Are you being that magnet for Christ? Let me, let me help you with this. Most of the time that I've seen in my life, and, and others can chime in here if they like, it's not because your life is just so radiant and perfect. It's because, you know what? You keep pursuing Christ. That you keep sticking to the stuff. No matter what. You don't waver. You say, you know what? Well, what about that? I thought you were praying about that. And what about that? Well, you know what? God's got a better, better, better plan. I will say this. Uh, you know, I pick on my family a lot, and, and, and that's because I love them. But I know my oldest child, I'd like to get a little bit more of this in my life. He don't worry. Thomas don't worry about too much. You know, he started that shipyard, got the house, he's getting ready to get married. I said, man, I'll, you know, they got that layoff coming up there. He goes, yeah, yeah I heard something about that. I said, so you got a plan? He goes, well, if they let me go, Dad, God must have a better plan than that. He just give me something else better. I said, tell your mom, she's worrying. <laughs> <laughs> we get concerned. Yeah, goodness gracious. She's already turned this bedroom into an office. That's why she's worried, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm going to go to the next slide before I get in trouble. Y'all know why I ride by myself to church now, don't you? Oh, my goodness. Let's keep on going. So we want to stir up the love just like I was doing. <laughs> oh, man. I wrote this the other day. Talk about compassion. And I said, compassion, active compassion is more than a sigh. It's more than a pat on the back. It's revealing Christ to those in crisis. And they don't necessarily have to be in a crisis. But you know what? Hurting people need to feel the love of Christ and experience the touch of God. Are you available to be that touch of God to somebody. Are you available to say, hey, you know, um, how can I pray for you? Hey, you know what? I know there's a lot, you know, we laugh and joke and everything else, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm serious about that. How can we pray for you? I know that everything is not, oh man, it's just great and all this stuff. You know, that's why I always position myself at that back door that when we get ready to leave, because I want to make sure if there's something that we can pray about, I want to be available. And it's not just here. You guys know that. But you know what? When I came in today and we were getting ready to start the music before our church, and I saw our church family just hanging out and just talking, man, it just blessed my heart. 
Because let me tell you, the people look to your left, look to your right, look behind, look up. These people care about you. They say, well, well this is my first time here. Well, guess what? You answered the prayer. We've been praying you've been getting here, you know? Think about that. Oh, I only get to come every now and then. Or this or that. Y'all don't know my situation. It doesn't matter, you know? When the Lord gave us the calling in the, in the, uh, to come and start the church, I remember I said, Lord, I don't, I don't know who you're going to call or who you're going to bring or whatever, but we'll preach to whoever comes in that door. And we're going to share the gospel message with them. We're going to love them right where they are. We're going to use your word and stand on your word, and we're going to give them an opportunity to respond to that word. And he ain't changed it any, any since then. And that's what we do. And you know what? Because I want people to know that, you know what? There's no perfect places. There's no perfect church this side of heaven. Amen? Right? And so when we go through things and stuff, when one part of the body's hurting, the other part's hurting too. When you care about somebody, you, you want to know what's going on. You know? People say, how come you ain't been riding your motorcycle that much here lately? Right? I said, because I'm in my mobile, what I call it, my, my mobile prayer buggy or something like that. I said, what do you mean? I call people all the time when I'm on the road. Because I want to make, make sure, if there's a need or something like that, if there's somebody needs encouragement, you know what? That's the blessing of a small church. You say, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's happening? How you doing? What's going on? We need to be reaching people for Christ. Amen? Not only those that don't know, but reaching those that we love right here too. It's amazing. It's amazing uh, when somebody sends you a card or something. It's amazing when somebody gives you a call or something. And just say, hey, I was thinking about you. Somebody sends you a text or things like that. Stirring up love. Stirring up love. Just taking a minute and say, hey, you know what? Because I can tell you this. You can give people money and you can give people this and you can give people that. But if you give people your time, you can't get that back. You can get more money back. You can get more stuff back. You can't get any time back. So when somebody's investing some time in you, make sure that you realize that, you know what? They're stirring up love in my life. Think about that. How well are we doing that? Are, are, it's, it's more than a, oh, yeah, I'm sorry you're going through that. It's more than, well, you know, it's going it's to be all right. It's, it's revealing Christ to them. Revealing Christ to them in their current situation. Amen. It's also speaking life, amen? We talked about our words being so strong. I, I love this. I'm going to back it up with some scripture here. Y'all ready? Look at this here. Proverbs 15, 23. An appropriate answer brings joy to a person, and a well-timed word is a good thing. That's a good thing. You ever had somebody just, man, you've got this big crisis going on. You've got all this going on in your life, and somebody says one little word. Whew. And you go, wow, I never saw it that way. All right, Thomas, my turn again. Thomas called me a few weeks ago, and he had a flat tire. And uh, he said, man, Dad, I fixed it. I said, that's great, man. I don't have to go nowhere. That's what I'm thinking. And he said, man, let me tell you. He said, that wheel was so tight. You know, he said, I took it off, and then I plugged it and everything, put it back. He said, that wheel was so tight. He said, I had to take that thing. He said, man, I bent that, that, that tire out of that wrench. I said, good. I said, why would you take the tire off? I said, couldn't you just plug it with an army groove? Oh, wow, I feel stupid now. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was just like looking at things in a different way. He still fixed it. He still got it done. And, and I know, let me tell you, I don't just throw him under the bus because you know what? I, I'm telling you, it's, it's teachable lessons like that. Because I tell you, if my dad was ever speaking, he, y'all be here till 4 o'clock tomorrow. Little things like that. 
The whole lesson in that is like this. We look at something and we start attacking a problem. I'm number one at this. And I get so into the problem. I get so into the stuff that I miss the very thing that's obvious. The obvious thing today is that let's seek first the kingdom of God. Let's seek him first. I mean, I do this stuff all the time. How many times have you been looking for your glasses everywhere? Where are those glasses? Or you got the screwdriver in your back pocket and you don't find it until you sit in your truck seat. I mean, so I've done all those things. And, 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 and also, when we're looking at the bigger picture thing, how many times do I exert all the energy that I have and fail to call on the name that is above all names? You know, going through life and dealing with a lot of people, you deal with a lot of people, a lot of times you deal with a lot of different situations. Maybe it's at work, maybe it's in a marriage, maybe it's something else. How many times... That I think, if this person does this, I'll do that. And if they do this, I'll say that. And if they say this, I'll do this, 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 and that, and say this. And, and, and guess what? You don't sleep real good like that, do you? But if you turn around, just like my buddy said when I asked him, I said, how did you do with the drink? And he said, man, I left that at the cross. If you close your eyes at night and you say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to handle it, but I know you can. That makes all the difference in the world. You'll sleep a whole lot better. Let him take care of that. And if he's telling you something to change or something to do, then let's be quick to do that. I'm preaching to me first. But you know what? Isn't it great when somebody just whispers that good word at a good time? Let's see what else we got. I got another one for you. Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power, oh, come on now, of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Man, isn't it nice when you hear somebody that's positive? Man, we talked about the negative stuff all the time. Can you imagine it over and 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 over? Negative, 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 right? But I tell you what, our, our, we don't realize it, but our mouth sets the stage for our day. Our mouth sets the stage for this mind, you know? Our mouth sets the stage for our heart. All those things. You don't think, don't think it does, sir? Man, I hope my blood pressure's down. I mean, I wonder if my blood pressure, I ate some salt yesterday. I wonder, man, I, oh man, I love those chips. I wonder, I better take my blood pressure. Oh my goodness, that thing's going up. And your blood pressure would be, you know, I'm just using that for example. Well, you take that small thing. You say, well, that's not a small thing I'm talking about. Well, take the big thing. Now multiply it and say, okay, well, this and that and she and he and this and that, and all those things. Man, let's go back to this. Let's say, you know what? Let's speak life to it. Let's speak life to that situation. You know what, Lord? There's a bad report I got. Well, you know what? I'm going to trust God that he's going to do something about that. There's people that I meet all the time that they've seen God do miraculous healing in their life. All the time. What about, you know, what about the job? What about this? You know what? God will turn around and bless you with another job. I lost a job 32 years ago. Got fired. I don't like that. It still stings when I say that. Didn't feel like it was my fault, no big deal, whatever. And man, it wounded me. It just, boom. And the person I was hanging out with that time, they said, well, you're a good man, you'll get something else. 32 years ago, I still remember those words. You'll get something else. Where they let, where they were, where they cut me loose, there was a lady sitting at a desk, a little Scottish woman and everything. She said, buddy, if the door closes, the bull will open a window. Two months later, I had a job making double what I had when I left. Man, that's God working. And I can tell you, if I was still there, I sure wouldn't be happy. Amen? 
And I bring those things up because a lot of times we get so focused on that. But let me tell you what, not only is God working right here, right now, he knows all. And, and he might be just working in you to bring a few things to the top. So we can make some adjustments. He might be working in somebody else over here to bring it to that crossroad, that intersection. So at the perfect time, everything's going to come together. That's what I hope today when we start looking at the things of God, that we speak those words and we bear the fruit of Christ. All right. We'll pick up some speed. It's about reflecting Jesus, stirring up the love, reflecting Jesus. I love it this way right here with scripture. It says, John 13, 35, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciple. Man, the church should look different than the world. It should. We deal with a lot of the same things every day. I know I do that we're in the world, but not of the world, right? That's why we need God to guide us, to lead us, to prepare us, and, and help us each and every day to strengthen us. I'm going to tell you what. It, it's amazing how when I go back, I go back to that story of my buddy. He did a lot of things he wanted to do. He did all these different things and everything else. And God wasn't really in the equation. Have you lived a little bit of your life like that? I know I have. I knew about God, but I had him on a shelf over here. And then when everything, man, really hit the fan, boy, I'm ready to pull him back out. Well, today I'm going to tell you, keep him where he needs to be. Keep him in the center of your life. And when I, I just want to tell you this. When I'm sitting up here telling you this stuff, I'm not telling you that I got it all together. I'm not telling you that I don't stumble. I'm not telling you that I got it all perfect. But I'm going to tell you this. I keep going back and filling up on God's word. And I keep going back and I thank God for his forgiveness. And I thank God for his mercy. And then I stir up the love of God in my own life through the word of God in my life. So that's where it starts. It starts with a personal relationship with Christ. And then you feed on that. He wants us to be disciples. Don't just say, okay, I'm in, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the club, I'm out. You are selling yourself so short by just doing that. God has got so much that he wants to, to give you, to show you, to use you all the time. Because this is the truth of it. We're still going to be around a bunch of folks stirring the pot. But I want you to see this. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Think about this for one second. I'm going to everybody close their eyes. Give me 15 seconds and just think about this. I want you to give me 15 seconds and here's the question. Is there somebody that God has put in your life, whether at work, at home, next door, whatever, that you can encourage in the Lord? Take that name. Take that person. I want you to pray for them today. And I want you to follow your faith and follow your feet wherever that is and say, Lord, you know what? I'm going to be available today. And maybe says, okay, today I want you to read up on the word and go pray for somebody. I don't know what it is. But think about that. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. I pray through the message today. That was the whole message. That's really the message every week. Lord, give us a word that will challenge us, that will grow us, that will, will help us to be more like you. But grow closer as a church family, Lord. Help us. Give us the word to stand on, Lord, your promises. Every day that goes by, they say that 250,000 people die. 250,000 people die a day. And many of them don't know Jesus. As Christians, you tell me where they're going if they don't know Jesus. There's only one other place. It's hell. That's why we should be urgent about what we do. 
Can you imagine getting there and you're standing there? I don't know exactly how it's going to be and maybe it won't be like this, but I, I would hate to think that it would be like this. Then the Lord said, you know what? I gave you the ability and the opportunity to share my good word, but you pick and choose who you gave it to. Ooh, I wouldn't want to do that. Maybe because they don't act like you or don't talk like you or don't, don't live where you live. Get past it. Get past it. That's why we do what we do. You know, we do missions. We do different things like that. It's amazing how God will use his word to transform lives. Today, Lord, help us to be that vessel that transforms lives all over the world by stirring up love. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much that even though we live in a world that stirs the pot for negativity and things like that and hate and discontent, Lord, let us be the church that stirs up hope and love and forgiveness and grace and mercy. Let them see it here first, Lord, and then we take it and go out into the world. Your word says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us, everybody. And that's why you sent Jesus, because he was the perfect sacrifice. We can't add to it. We can't take away, but we can receive it. So I pray right here, right now, and maybe those listening on the internet later will listen clearly to what I say. We are here to stir up hope. We are here to stir up love. And the greatest love that we can do is tell you about Jesus. You can know that you know that you know from God's word when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin, that you are sealed by his spirit. He says, if we confess with our mouth and believe in the heart of God and raise him from the dead, we will be saved. And he goes on to say in his word that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He said, buddy, you say that every week. Can't change the truth. That's the truth. I pray that folks are listening today. If that's you here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord, you're not sure if you die today, where would you spend eternity? I want you to be sure that it's with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the way to be sure is call on the name of the Lord. Put your faith and trust in the total forgiveness and finished work of the cross. Lord, come into my life. I believe you're the son of God. Take away the sin in the world today. I'm trusting you. Lord, save me and fill me. If that's you today, don't leave here without telling somebody. Say, you know what? I prayed that prayer today and I know for sure. Because God's word is perfect. You're here today and said, but it's been a long week. It's been a long, long month. I've been battling and struggling. Well, you're not by yourself. I'm going to tell you that right now. We all go through those times. And I pray that we can be the church family and come alongside and point you to God's grace and God's mercy and his forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. All right. That's great. That's great.